Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, Jagmeet Singh shoots down rumors of a liberal NDP coalition. There is no discussion at all of a coalition, and that is a firm no for me. There's no, there's not going to be any coalition at all. Uh, but I am prepared to find ways to, to work together, and I've made that clear. Uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, I want to work to deliver more help to people. I want to make sure this parliament works for people, and I want to respect the decision that Canadians have made in this election. Conservative MP Marilyn Gladue apologizes for her comments about COVID-19 and vaccines. Vaccines are safe, and all of our MPs are, are talking about that responsibly. And where people have not, our caucus will be addressing that. We are addressing that. We all have a role to play. and. We, as I've said, will also follow all of the public health guidelines with the return of Parliament. And Scott Moe says he wants Saskatchewan to be a nation within a nation. This is just one of the most incomprehensible things I've ever heard a Premier say. Um, you know, he claims he's not talking about separation. Well, that's good, you know. <laughs> but being a nation within a nation, I'm sorry, uh, Scott Moe, you're not Quebec and uh, never will be. It's Wednesday, November 10th. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. I'm joined by longtime political writer and broadcaster, Dan Legere. Good morning, Dan. Hi, Mark. Let's start by talking about all of these rumors of a coalition or an alliance, uh, a deal between the Liberals and the NDP, which Aaron O'Toole, the Conservative leader, has seized upon. Uh, he's he's saying it would be dangerous, it would be radical. Jagmeet Singh is saying it's not happening. Uh, so what actually is going on, do you think? Well, you know, Mark, uh, first off, there, I mean, a coalition is a very specific parliamentary term. Um, I think most of our listeners realize the difference between uh, a coalition where two or more parties have a, share the, the federal ministry and uh, and actually share power up and down the line. Um, you know, that hasn't happened in Canada since 1917, and it's not happening this time either, as best as I can tell. No, Jagmeet Singh, for instance, is not going to be finance minister or minister of uh, foreign affairs or anything like that. Um but what is happening, I think, Mark, is that uh, the Liberals and the NDP are reflecting uh, what the Canadian voters uh, voted for uh, a couple of months ago. And, and uh, you know, if you look at the popular vote results from the last election, the Liberals and NDP between them got 50.4%. Um, I think that suggested all along uh, the denial of a majority to the Liberals suggests to me that Canadians want their parties to work together in Parliament. I don't think too many Canadians feel that this is a great time for full-on, uh, deathly partisanship every single day of the week and, and obstruction and blockage. Uh, I just don't see that there. People want the government to get through this pandemic, get the economy back on track, get the borders open, get everyone safe, and then you want to fight? Boys, go ahead. But uh, I think until then, um, I think Canadians want uh, their parties to work together. And I think whatever these discussions are that are going on between Singh and Trudeau are uh, are reflective of that uh, election result and, and the will of Canadians. So, as you say, it's not a coalition, um, and uh, and it is what what Canadians, I think, largely expect from a, a minority parliament situation that 
that a couple of parties work together to get legislation passed. Um, but does is is Aaron O'Toole? Do you think having some success, at least with his supporters, in talking about where that partnership or where that alliance might go, and and the consequences of some of those potential decisions? Well, I think he'd have to come up with. Uh, well, first off, you know his message is is internal as much as anything. I mean, Aaron O'Toole's leadership is on really shaky ground right now. He's got problems with uh, with people agitating behind his back. He's got issues around the Conservative caucus, uh, caucus and its um, sort of uncertain point of view on vaccines and how to fight the pandemic. So he's got a, a whole multitude of, que- of problems of his own. Um, and, uh, you know, if this is a, a chance for him to shift the focus over to this dreaded, horrible idea of two parties working together uh, on a an agenda, policy agenda that both of them seem to agree on and that a majority of Canadians actually support, um, you know, that's fine and uh, go for it. But I'm just saying, I don't think that this is the key to toppling the Trudeau government. And I'm not even sure that it'll do all that much to secure O'Toole's leadership going forward, because uh, there's clearly a lot of dissatisfaction within the Conservative uh, Party and the caucus, and that is what has to get resolved, I think, for uh, O'Toole to really play the role of, uh, of opposition leader in an effective way. All right, so let's let's talk about what Aaron O'Toole has been dealing with within his own party. Uh, Conservative MP Marilyn Gladue has apologized for what she said about COVID-19 and about vaccines. She's encouraged people to get vaccinated. Uh, and uh, O'Toole has just announced his shadow cabinet. He's left out any MPs who question vaccine policy. He also left out Leslin Lewis, who uh, was one of the candidates for the leadership when he ran uh, for the leadership. Um, so what do you make of, of uh, the shadow cabinet and... Gladue's apology and where that leaves Aaron O'Toole as leader of the party. Yeah. Um, first off, I find the whole term shadow cabinet to be terribly British and presumptuous. But anyway, uh, we never used to call them shadow cabinets back in the day. But yeah, fine. that's actually so I'm going to I'm going to add to that, Dan, because I observed it used to be the critic for finance, yeah, right? The, the, right? The foreign affairs critic, and now it's the shadow minister of finance, right? It, which... Yes, it's, it's very fancy yeah. and very Westminster. So I, I wouldn't really even use that term unless I was wearing a bowler hat and carrying a brawly. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, which, which I so have trouble what, picturing. But anyway, yeah, that, that's yeah. a bad, bad look for me. Uh, but the uh, but you know what it comes down to here again. I think Mark is, is O'Toole trying to find uh, an island of of sort of uh, accord rather than discord within his own party. Uh, you know he can't have Leslie Lewis who's going around questioning whether we should vaccinate children and and making. Uh, very uh, strident statements on a whole uh, host of social issues that the Conservatives would really rather not talk about, if at all possible, because they're out of sync with the great majority of Canadians on many of these issues. And Leslie Lewis is certainly out of sync with a lot of Canadians on that. They've had other uh, members of the Conservative caucus who are questioning uh, vaccines. They're talking about all these natural immunities, herd immunities, ivermectin, and other 
horse remedies and whatnot. These are real problems for O'Toole and for the conservative party. Now, I guess if you're going to have these problems, you might as well have them now because we've just gotten through an election. And, uh, you know, even with all this stuff boiling around underneath the surface, the conservatives retained a pretty strong uh position in parliament as the second largest party but at the same time these are really disturbing issues that have to get cleared up at some point if um if o'toole is to present the conservative party as a workable alternative to the liberals whenever we have another election so um you know this is a sign of a party in search of itself i mean it's out there now they've got their their hound dog lawyer arthur hamilton who's who's the main you know dark force in the conservative uh, apparat you know chasing around this uh, conservative party executive bert chen asking him to turn over his emails his phone records his texts his social media etc you know because he was in in support of a petition to to review o'toole's leadership uh, you know, this is not a party that's finding a new sense of internal amity. It is a party that still has uh, issues to work out and is doing it at knife point, uh, just barely out of view of the media and the public. All right, let's turn to Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe, who said on, on Twitter yesterday, Saskatchewan needs to be a nation within a nation. When the federal government implements policies that are detrimental to our province, our government will continue to stand up for Saskatchewan people. He said in an interview, uh, he's not talking about separation, but about being a Saskatchewan cultural identity within the nation of Canada. Um, is there such a thing? Does Saskatchewan have a different cultural identity within Canada? No, uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It is not a nation. Saskatchewan is not a nation. There are First Nations within Saskatchewan who are very, very uh, significant part of the population there and a significant part of the uh, of the cultural makeup of that great province. Uh, but Saskatchewan, taken a writ large, is not. A nation that's absurd it speaks exactly the same language as everybody else uh curling is not native only to saskatchewan although they're wonderful at it and you know it doesn't have a distinct cultural identity i defy that i mean and it, there isn't even a name for people from saskatchewan i mean it's not like quebecois or Albertans or Nova Scotians, there are Saskatchewan people. Why don't they figure out some kind of a name yeah. for themselves? I think uh, I think they know, do say Saskatchewanians, but anyway, yeah. I've never, yeah, okay. Well, even Scott Moe doesn't say that. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's that's. But you know, I, I gather he. I mean, he is. He's upset because of the climate uh, uh, measures that are being taken by the federal government. Uh, he and uh, the other uh, sterling leader of the West, uh, Jason Kenney, are both complaining because uh, they were not duly consulted or given, the, I suppose, a veto over Canada's uh, position at the climate conference, um, you know, in, in terms of capping emissions, which are going to present problems for Saskatchewan and Alberta. But you know what, Mark? I would argue uh, to, uh, that Moe and Kenney uh, should go and talk to more of the business leaders in both of their provinces who are asking for some kind of certainty on emissions and the whole question of, of petroleum and the environment. Um, that is what people need. They need clarity. Uh, they're not 
uh, this is not a time for another 15 years of quibbling over every line in an agreement. This has got to be a, a, a national approach to this that takes into account the requirements of business and industry. And, um, you know, if Scott Moe's feelings are hurt, um, well, so be it. And, uh, I mean, this is, this is just one of the most incomprehensible things I've ever heard a premier say. Um, you know, he claims he's not talking about separation. Well, that's good, you know, <laughs> but being a nation within a nation, I'm sorry, uh, Scott Moe, you're not Quebec and, uh, never will be. All right. Dan, great to have your perspective on all of this. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, Mark. That's longtime political writer and broadcaster, Dan Legere. There is no discussion at all of a coalition, and that is a firm no for me. There's no, there's not going to be any coalition at all. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. In the National Post, Tasha Carradine argues a political lifeline has arrived for Aaron O'Toole, courtesy of the NDP. Carradine writes, The Liberal NDP coalition chatter has given Aaron O'Toole an opening to change the channel from the recent vaccination controversies in his caucus to a focus on economics and to style the Tories as the champions of working families. Will another coalition deal lead to trouble for the Liberals again? If the Tories can unite, mobilize and grow their base around the question that matters most to Canadians, the answer is yes. And with the affordability issue... O'Toole may have just found the key. At ctv.ca, Don Martin argues Marilyn Gladue's nonstop smile masks serious long-haul suffering for Aaron O'Toole. Martin writes, Gladue has stepped forward as the personification of internal caucus sympathy, if not support, for anti-vaccination forces. Add that to conservative-sponsored petitions to declare vaccinations unsafe or calling for an end to vaccine passports, and you have the bogus building blocks for every anti-vax organization in the world. This madness puts Aaron O'Toole in a dilemma. He can either save himself or save the party. In an editorial, the Toronto Sun argues on energy issues, the United States isn't our friend. The Sun writes... Canada and the U.S. are certainly not enemies. Our historic political and economic ties make us allies in the true sense of the word. But the reality is that while relations between Canada and the U.S. are somewhat less volatile today than when Donald Trump was America's Republican president, tensions haven't disappeared, and in some areas, including energy issues, they're escalating. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will be in private meetings. He will also meet with the 2021 class of the Halifax Peace with Women Fellowship before he's sworn in as the Member of Parliament for Papineau. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will be speaking at the Toronto Global Forum. Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet will hold a news conference in Ottawa. Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne continues his trip to Europe to attend the Global Partnership on Artificial Intelligence Summit. And International Trade Minister Mary Ng will meet with World Trade Organization partners in Geneva, Switzerland. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Wednesday, November 10th. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.